Good evening again, church. Um, I mean, you know, like uh, P said, uh, I can't believe um, I'm, I'm standing here tonight. Um, it, it's surreal, and um, I've been thinking about it. You know, I joined this church um, just uh, a bit over four years um, now, and um, even in my life, um, I've, I've seen God move. I've seen God move through, you know, this house. I've seen the impact of God. And, you know, sometimes I look and I think, if I had not come to Gateway Chapel, um, I wonder where I would be. I wonder what my story would be. Uh, the amazing people I've met in this house, um, you know, it, it, everybody, everybody, you know, is in part of um, what I call me, what I call my story. I just want to appreciate um, everybody here tonight. The way you've raised your family, the way you do God, the way you do church is just, it's just amazing. Um, Pastor Eddie, I did think you were joking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think, you know, it was a very hot summer day and, uh, you know, everybody was A fever, everything. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't honestly think uh, this was happening, but I'd just like to thank you uh, for this opportunity. Um, I'm not taking this for granted because since when I've been at this church, um, on the palm of both hands, I know how many people external to this church have come to this place to minister. And I know that pastor truly, truly, you know, likes to guard the hearts of everybody here. Not anybody, not everybody. I think there's been seven people that I've seen, you know, come to minister here since I joined and even internally. So you take, you know, the sanctity of this place very, very seriously and not just anybody, you know, you give the microphone to. And I'm really, really honored and I really thank you. Um, it's very emotional. It's very surreal. I called everybody in my house. Uh, I said, pray, let pastor change his mind. It can't, <laughs> this, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. But, you know, I really thank Thank you. I thank the leadership of the church. It's one thing for pastor to say. People could have gone to pastor and say, he ain't coming up. It can't happen. Um, Minister Bosun joked and said, what if your debtors come? <laughs> On the day. What if? But Barclays Bank, they understand. <laughs> they understand. But, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and I do pray, uh, I, I believe, uh, I don't count myself worthy, I don't feel um, entitled to be here tonight. I don't think I know enough to stand here tonight, but I believe that God has a message. I believe there's something that you know, only me can teach, only me can share tonight. And I pray uh, that that message uh, comes through. I pray that uh, you know, somebody here will be blessed tonight uh, before we go home. I'm truly, truly grateful and I'm truly, truly um, honored to be here. Um, I thought of a couple of ways this could go down tonight. Um, I spoke to Minister Midei, and I said, because it's the month of praise, could you speak to Inspire for me, and let us just have a praise session till 9 o'clock? <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. And he said he'll get back to me, but... <laughs> the man never showed. So, it is me. <laughs> Yes, uh, let's say a word of prayer. Uh, Heavenly Lord Father, we thank you uh, for the gathering of the saints tonight. Lord, as we go into your word tonight, Lord, we pray you speak, O oh Lord God, through me. We pray that you yourself would speak, Father, Lord God. We pray that you make the hearts of everyone here receptive tonight, O oh Lord God. You have a message, you've prepared a word, Father, Lord God. We pray that that message shall go through, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Heavenly Lord Father, for in Jesus' name we've prayed. So it's our month of praise. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, we've read a lot about the power of praise. We've read a lot about what praise can do. 
Um, I'm not going to be, you know, going into that to, tonight. Praise is a powerful, powerful weapon, and I've been able to actually see the benefits. I've been able to see the impact of praise. I mean, for those who were here, some of us heard the story. This building, this sanctuary that we're in today, was birthed out of uh, birthed, birth, birth out of praise. Um, when you know we need the supernatural to work, or when we do not have the means, when we are pushed against the wall, sometimes I mean, you can't even pray. I've been in that situation. Ancona Road in Plumstead. Life um, dealt me a, a very interesting, um, I mean, as a family, things were not working. Um, dad went to a meeting that was supposed to confer him um, the keys to the organization he worked in. And um, he came, I was asked to go. He was told um, a Yoruba man has been there for nine years. They don't want another Yoruba man. I was in school, so was my sisters. You know, my school fees was, uh, was a mortgage, really. And, um, you know, we were in that situation, and um, we couldn't pray. So, middle of the night, we go out, and I would just sing praises to the Lord. I would sing praises to the Lord. Um, the whole family did it. And a few, few months after, you know, dad got a job, another job, um, better than what he was on. The package was... You know, was amazing. Only through, you know, the power of praise. He applied for a deputy role just so that school fees could be paid. And at the interview, the CEO called him out. He said, why did you apply for deputy? You see that guy inside, you should have his job. He's the full director. And they switched it at the interview to ask him to, you know, I used to walk the streets of Ancona Road in Plumstead, praying to God. You know, I've seen the power of praise. One of the things we find out that Testimony Sundays here, you can't really hear what people have done. Um, you know, it's very short. People tell you the outcomes. But how they arrived at that destination, sometimes we are not able to know the story. And one of the testimonies that I've heard here that, you know, gave us what they did was uh, Daniela Shogun's testimony. I think she was going to study a course. She was short of the grades that she needed. And she and her dad, um, I believe, I think, and her mom as well. And I know, okay, just that. <laughs> They, they started praising, they started worshipping. Thank you. They started worshipping and, you know, God, did, I don't even remember the outcome, but I just remember that too. And I've been able to actually tell people about that experience that was shared here. That is the power of praise. Praise helps us to subdue um, our enemies. Amen. So there's, there's, there's a lot, but, you know, that's not my uh, teaching tonight. Um, praise helps us to go from zero to plenty. And, you know, it's amazing that, you know, a, a set month, a set period has been put aside for us to praise God. So tonight I want to look at this from a different, a slightly different angle. You know, we're offering something, we're giving something. And I wanted to just, you know, look at the full loop. So if you give, I'm believing, you know, there is a receiving somewhere, there's an acceptance um, so if you turn your Bibles with me tonight to Genesis 4, uh, from verse 2 to 7. Blessed are those who keep the time. <laughs> or maybe I should just overrun. <laughs> Genesis 4, from 2 to 7. Okay, it's up there. 
you get preferential treatment when you're up here. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really good. I feel <laughs> so um, later, she gave birth, the she there being Eve, to his brother Abel. Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. So one was a shepherd, one was a farmer. In the course of time, another translation says, after a particular time passed. So, you know, just the way we've set time aside. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. Next verse. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance falling? If you do well, I like that word, if you do well, you will, will you not be accepted? And that's just been, it's been ringing you know, in my spirit all week. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Praise the Lord. So the title of my message tonight is, What Shall I Render? How can I do well? How can my offering of praise, my offering of thanksgiving be accepted? How do I know that everything I'm giving in this month, everything I give to God, is actually being, it, it's, it's getting there? How do I get God to respect my sacrifice? So, two brothers, a set time like we have done. I saw this as a voluntary action. Um, there's a lot of theological and you know, all sorts of arguments um, about this, but a set time. They've probably gone to work you know, for a certain period. They've come back safely. When David uh, was looking after his family's uh, uh, flock, he talked about the lion coming, the bear, all types of animals. So we know the perils of you know, being a shepherd. We know that you know, it's not every day that you go that you come back. So Abel you know, understood. Um, you know, said, you know, I've, I've seen my flocks grow. I've seen them give birth. A set time, let us go and thank God. A set time, the month of July, the month of perfection, like, you know, like P declared, Gateway Chapel, we are thanking God. We are praising God for all he has done the first half of the year. You know, they, they saw the need, they saw the need to recognize God, to give God. They saw God's hand in everything, the going, the coming, the gathering, the harvest. They saw God's hand. A set time, a set time. We need to have a set time to praise God. We need to have a set time to say to God, I do understand that, you know, I can see your hand. I know that this is you. I know that you are with me. So a set time, these guys came. Each bringing the fruits of his labor, a fruit of his profession, the fruit of, you know, of what God has given to them according to the works of their hand. 
Now, you know, I talked about, uh, uh, um, you know, not being into theology and all of that. But one thing, one thing about this was that both of them came forward. Both of them came to offer to God. However, just because it was offered didn't mean automatically he was accepted. That was very clear. They, the same action, two brothers, bloodline, the same thing. One got accepted, one did not. Why? Why? So, tonight, um, I am not going to dig deep into the sacrificial rules of blood and whether the land was cursed and, you know, what the produce, you know, that is not the intention tonight. But my intention is, how can I get God? How can I get my offering, my praise, my thanksgiving to be accepted by God? You know, no debate, no, no um, anything like that. So the first time I came into, I knew about this story. I was about five or six, probably not much taller than I was. I stopped growing uh, quite um, early. And um, in, in, in Sunday school, um, the, my, my teacher then you know, told us this story. And I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Why? I thought God was a, you know, God is an amazing God. He's a good father. Why did he not accept Cain? So I, I raised up my, my hand and I asked my teacher then, a Sunday school teacher. And she said, because um, Cain brought rotten, spoiled, not acceptable fruit. And I took it. And for many years, I went with that uh, belief. Probably, you know, how do you explain to a five, six, seven-year-old? So that was our best explanation. And for many years, if you had asked me to come here, I would have told you Cain brought fruits that were rotten and spoiled and not um, acceptable. But um, if we look at um, from verse 3, so, you know, so anyway, it says, now Abel was a keeper of sheep, or Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. That was, there was no rotten fruit. There was no spoiled fruit. So I started to think, what else did my Sunday school teacher teach me um, that, was, that was wrong? Um, so what was different about his brother's offering. Well, for starters, let's look at some of the adjectives that was used. You know, different, different translations. So it was during the course of preparation for this, I realized how many Bibles we have in our house. So if, you're, if, you, if you need a Bible, if you, need, if you have a home for a Bible, we've got so, so many. So just looking at the choice of words, looking at, you know, some of the adjectives that was used to describe you know, it's things like choices, the good, the best. Um, it is selected, it picked uh, what, was, what was given, um, unlike his brother, which just said some. Now, again, is there anything wrong in bringing some of what, you know, we've gotten? Is there anything wrong in, you know, taking some from what God has given us? I mean, our Titan offering is a percentage. It's some. So what has this man done wrong? So there is nothing wrong with some. If you asked me for some and I gave you some, am I going to give you everything? <laughs> <laughs> so what, is, what was wrong uh, with his some? However, his brother did something else. And he said he gave the firstborn of the flock, the firstborn. Now... Abel is getting spiritual. This is a spiritual thing. Um, I had a, I would say personal, the first personal encounter with this concept 
of first fruit, first flock, um, about nine, ten years ago now. My sister, my younger sister, um, she wanted to study a particular course because she felt that, you know, that was what she was good at, is what my dad did. She felt, you know, she, she, it was the way God had designed for her, but she could not get um, a university that was doing that, or the university she got was not doing that course. So she settled for something similar. Um, she finished. She got an internship in the profession she wanted. So she didn't study the course, but she got an internship in that profession. So God showed up. After her internship, she applied for, uh, to work for a global organization in that role she really liked, in the profession she liked, without the actual degree. She got it. A day before she was to start um, in our organization, this message was preached. So there was no WhatsApp then, but I think we used to use MSN Messenger. And she messaged the family group and said, this is what I've realized. I think what God is telling me is that the proceeds, everything I get from this job, the first month I have to give it to God. Now everybody, we have that person on WhatsApp who is just there, doesn't respond, doesn't say anything. I was watching. I don't have money to give to anybody. <laughs> if, you know, this is what God's telling her, I'm sure he will provide, but I was very weary. And she, you know, she, she was very passionate. She felt this was God speaking to her. So two, three months, I don't know, you know, she got the money and she, I don't know exactly what she did with it, but she sold that in a fruit to God. Four or five months, so time went by, and um, she was in this new role, still on probation, and she was called in, uh, she was called up, and our manager and herself were asked to come to the 13th floor. Now, you only go to the 13th floor for two reasons, to be hired or to be fired. She was already hired. So they went up with her employee file. There's a special lift that takes you to the 13th floor. So she got there, and the group CEO said, Miss Sulola, I've never met you. I've never met you, but it's really good we're meeting you know, in, this, in this manner today. He said, um, so she works in HR. He said, a, a gentleman applied to work in our organization. He was going through a rough patch. And he applied to a lot of organizations, you know. But he said, only our organization responded to him. So you wrote back and said, sorry, we don't have uh, for, for, uh, any vacancies. But for the caliber, you know, your CV and all of that, we have, we're a group of companies and we have um, subsidiaries and holdings that I feel, you know, your skills and your requirements will match. So if you are interested in this, so this man has never in his, you know, so I'm talking Africa now, he's never seen anything like that. He's never had anybody respond. So he wrote, so things got better. He got a job and he wrote to my sister's organization and said, this staff, this person you have in the organization is a gem. They need to be recognized. And I'm not just saying this um, because, you know, I have this bit of time. He also wrote a check and attached a check to that to say, you know, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and I'm backing this up. So our CEO said, if an outsider can recognize what you've done, I'm also matching this check with my personal check. Now I know you, you've got a career in these organizations, I'm your big daddy, I'm your, you know, in this organization. So God, you know, the reward, 
God sealed that career and God is still sealing that, sealing that career. She met her husband in that place. He's an amazing guy. How do I know? He has the same name as me. <laughs> you know? And God is still doing it through you know, this concept of, a first, uh, of the first fruit. This week, she's got the job title of group HR at the age of 30. God is still doing it. So there was no surprises when I picked up this spiritual concept. And it takes me back. Why have I told you all of this? Abel did, he did then do something spiritual. He did then do something, something so different. Um, so, you know, looking, looking at that, uh, he, he showed me, and, you know, from the understanding, putting everything together, I see that there was a spiritual touch. So it was not just a gathering. It was not a moral exercise. There was some spiritual awareness on the part of one brother. So why was Abel accepted? Or if you choose to look at it as why was Cain not? So words and opposite. I tried to use a P style to make every alphabet start the same, but uh, our experience is not yet there. So you can put any letter in front of everything <laughs> if it makes for easier reading. So let us look at uh, Hebrews 11 verse 4. The first reason, Hebrews 11 verse 4. By faith, thank you, I can say that. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith. I'll stop there uh, for a minute. So the first thing um, to make our sacrifice, our offering, our praise accepted, acceptable to God is to offer it by praise. Anything we give to God, by, sorry, by faith. Anything we give to God, there needs to be a faith factor in it. But like I said, there's a spiritual activity, there's a moral activity. There's an activity of, you know, I know what to do. But when there's faith, when there's the backing of spiritual understanding, so let me use a, a, a recent example. So the beginning of the month, PE said to us, he said, go and write your concerns. Write them out, then dance. Concerns. Who dances to their concerns? You don't dance. So we're talking about, a, that, that is faith. That what PE is essentially asking us to do is a faith offering to God. Dance and see it happen. Dance it into existence. Dance it to happen. It is faith. It is not just, you know, we have nothing better. For there is, that was a prophetic declaration. That, was, that is a faith-backed activity we are carrying out. And, you know, if we haven't started, there's still, you know, a number of days in the month. There is still time to carry that out. Faith, faith giving, faith, any activity. Back that, you know, what does God want us to do? You know, by faith, the by, there's loads of passages. By faith, Father Abraham. By faith, Noah. By faith, we get answers. By faith, we get the desires of our heart. To give to God, it has to be faith-backed. If, 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 if there is no faith in it, we're just performing a, a moral duty at best. So, um, so keep dancing, keep praising, keep 
you know, th those concerns and what we're essentially saying to God is he's going to turn them around. He's going to bring it into fruition in Jesus' name. So offer him that dance offering. So why, so that is the context for Gateway Chapel. So why was um, Abel's gift said to be by faith? If I didn't work in healthcare, I'll probably be a farmer. Why do I say that? So I studied a subject called agricultural science, and I was very, very good at it. A's every year. I was the chairperson of the Young Farmers Association, so I know a little bit about farming, a little bit, or a bit more than farming. We used to have uh, cassava, maize, and goats. <laughs> Interestingly, every time our Greek teacher had a baby, one goat used to disappear. They never, I mean, the gate man would say, yeah, it was sick and I had to burn it and take care of his misery and all of that. But it's, I'm still trying to process where this, uh, where this went. Uh, but yeah, it was just an observation. Is that an observation? I, I know a bit about farming because I've looked after crops and all of that. In fact, I'm in the process of starting again. Uh, Pastor Femi inspired me over the weekend. Uh, he was talking about being fruitful. And I was looking at my garden. For one year, I've been mowing. I've been investing in, um, I don't even know what they're called, but I've been investing in them. And um, there is nothing. There's no fruitfulness. So I went into this shop. Uh, this week, and I said, can I have some um, carrots, some tomatoes, some <laughs> maize? And the lady said to me, end of July. <laughs> you want to start planting? It's like, where's customer service gone? <laughs> so I said to her, you know, I know a, a, a thing or two about farming. Just give me some seeds. They're not in this shop. You have to wait till next season, but I got my seeds uh, somewhere else. Um, so, when we planted back then, uh, the first set of crops, the ones that, you know, the ones we harvested, the best of them, we did not consume, we did not sell. We actually kept them because you are guaranteed that this is good stock. You're guaranteed that this is good produce. Most have heard of pedigree in terms of animals as well. They say, you know, our, our neighbors back then used to have these Alsatians, you know, very beautiful looking dogs. And we used to say, okay, when, when, when uh, Bingo has a baby, can you, can you give us some? Say, no, no, they, they say to us, the next one will give you the next one. So when Abel actually gave the first, what he was saying to God was, you know, this is the best stock I've got. There was no guarantee that the subsequent generation, there was no guarantee that there would even be any, you know, fruit. There was no guarantee that the subsequent uh, um, animals would be able to give him, you know, he talked about fatness, he talked about, there was no guarantee that any of that would happen again. They could have been lean and weak, they could have been, you know, they could have been tiny, but he gave the best, he gave the first lot, which is what you keep. So what he was essentially saying is, God, I understand that you did this. And I understand that you can do it again. Why will God not accept? And bless? So he took it out of his hands. He allowed God. He gave it to God. He reverenced. He understood who he was. Unlike the psalm, there was no other adjective. So Cain just probably gave, you know, he kept, we don't know. I'm not going to speculate. But that, that is uh, the story behind it. Even children, your firstborn children. I, I be, I'm a firstborn and I believe that I got some, you know, extra pampering. You pamper, you keep. Um, 
your, your firstborn, your first flock. So I, you know, Minister Bosun gave a citation. I might just call him Minister Bosun tonight. I don't know. So Minister Bosun gave a citation uh, a while back about never being to, not knowing the way to his bus stop in his house. We had a generating set <laughs> when I was growing up. For those who don't know, when power, nepa goes, <laughs> we have a generator. And uh, this man was called. So he called from a phone center saying, I will, uh, I'll be in your house. What bus stop should I get off from? Didn't know, but I said, uh, there was a man on our street. They call him Daddy Nitel. So I said, Nitel bus stop. He said, okay. So Nitel, I said, just tell the boss Nitel. Little did I know there was a Nitel office 10 miles to our house. Till tomorrow, that generator is not fixed. <laughs> so I was shipped off to boarding school just to get me a bit, uh, uh, a boarding school where they served ice cream. The second point, still on the same um, Hebrews 11.4, why was Abel's offering accepted? So if we uh, pull up, so he said, by faith, uh, that is the first part. And the second part, so, if, uh, so Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. So that's the second thing. It was given by a righteous man. God knows the inside. God knows the art. God knows the disposition of a man. So God was able to separate these two men, again, based on what was inside. Uh, let us look at uh, Matthew 15, 78. Matthew 15, 78, please. So, hypocrite, well did, Isaiah pro well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, uh, next verse please, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So, both brothers came, both brothers came to give to God at the set time at the time of harvest. But what you know, this, this uh, verse is telling us is that not everybody who approaches, not everybody who comes to God is of a right standing, has the right um, um, art with him. So it, it, it might just be lip service. So you know, I, I called him moral, and that was me trying to be generous. It might just be a lip service. It might just be, I can see my brother going, let me tag along, let, 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 me, let me go. Um, so I'm being flashed all sorts of cards here, so I'm going to uh, proceed swiftly. And uh, the third thing um, I'd like to look at is, uh, I'll say Abel pulled out all the stops. He pulled out all the stops. When we're offering to God, do we pull out all the stops? Do we give out of I mean, does it cost us? I think it's, it's just something to think about. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, before we had Dr. Roberts, I used to leave my prayers to the nighttime, and, you know, I'll do everything I need to do, and just before bed, quickly say something, and in the process, you know, I'll fall asleep. And for some time, that was the norm, that was the norm, that was the norm. And I realized, no, it shouldn't be that way. There needs to be a dedicated, there needs to be a special time. You know, I, I used to be a, a member of another church. I lived close to church. In fact, I lived on the same street as church. So it was, it was you know, out of convenience. 
out of convenience, I'll, I'll do everything I did because it was on my way anyways. I didn't really attend Friday services because I wanted to. I attended because everybody would see me walk past if I didn't come in. <laughs> so I knew, I knew, and I think it's where we just search ourselves uh, today. You know, what, what is our service? What is our offering? What is it costing us? It's just worth... Um, uh, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. And finally, there was some um, attributes which uh, Cain was labeled by. I think it's just worth, you know, for the sake of time, I'm just going to, without any really going into the scriptures uh, that I've got here, um, the word jealousy, anger, evil did come out. You know, when we do bring something to God, these are things that should not be found in us. Uh, and these are things we need to watch. Sometimes we look at people, it's been just two years. Is it not my brother? Is it not my, you know, why is this happening? So, you know, it did say um, God accepted, you know, looked with favor on Abel's offering. It might not have been on the spot. It might just been a gradual thing. It might have been, why is, why is his, why is his uh, crops, uh, his animals, why are they multiplying? Why, we, don't, we don't know. And I think, you know, we should just face our lane and believe in God and, you know, ensure, and just, you know, entrust God. Uh, to all that concerns us. So no jealousy, no anger, no evil thoughts. And uh, there was a big mention about sin lurking. I think, you know, ultimately, if any of these attributes is found, you know, the resulting sin can rob us, you know, of our all bigger things. Uh, brethren, I would like just, you know, before I invite Pastor Eddie back, I would like to leave us with one uh, scripture, uh, which is Proverbs eighteen sixteen. Proverbs 18:16. I'll just uh, read it. It says, "A man's gift makes way for him and brings him before great men." Um, I'd just like to say, you know, giving, offering, giving things—it's an amazing tool. It makes way for us, and I think if we get it right, if we do it the way God wants it, if we do it the way you know Abel gave it, which we are still talking about you today, you know, we, there, there is the, the height, the, the limit, where we can go with God, what we can get, you know, it, it cannot be described. He, he owns everything, and if we just get it right, you know, God is able, he is able to accept, he is able to give us the blessings, the benefits uh, that come with it. Um, please bow your head, so I'll just uh, say a quick prayer. Heavenly Lord, Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory for your words that we have heard tonight. Father, Lord God, we pray that you touch your heart, O, o Lord God, tonight. We pray that these words, Father, Lord God, shall fall on fertile grounds, Father, Lord God. We pray that through these we shall see miracles. We shall see you. We shall see you move. We thank you, Father, Lord God, Jesus. For in Jesus' name we've prayed.